Mission Talk by Saumya Simon. A clinical psychologist and a PhD scholar, Saumya Simon works as an assistant professor in Bangalore, India. She's also the assistant coordinator for Bangalore. Saumya Simon shares her mission experience as an international full-timer. Her mission place was to a country hostile to Christians. The foundations of my faith and understanding about mission were laid during catechism classes in school and in church. Some of the most influential classes were those on the lives of saints and how through prayer and fasting they would win souls for Christ. Every time I would listen to their stories, I was awestruck as to how prayer could transform someone's life and I always wondered if I too had a role to play in his kingdom. It was during a Jesus Youth retreat in 2002 that I saw for the first time young people reach out to other youngsters and travel to unknown lands to share the good news. These lives were truly inspiring. By God's grace, I came across many such youngsters in the Jesus Youth movement and after my post-graduation, I was inspired to commit one year for mission. I decided to go for the International Full-Timers Training 2012 in Thailand. Although I had a theoretical understanding of going out for mission, I never knew if I could go out to share the good news with others. It was during the Full-Timers Training that I got a deeper understanding of mission and the two main aspects and their role models for mission work. The first aspect was that of intercession and the role model was St. Therese of Lisieux. The second aspect was that of reaching out to people and sharing the gospel message and the role model was St. Francis Xavier. During my mission journey, there were times when I could walk on the water, times when I was scared and times when I felt I was sinking, but the Lord brought me up and saved me. Perhaps I was the weakest one to have been sent to the assigned mission place after my full-timers training. As I was leaving, I had my own fears. On my way to the mission place, my heart was sinking. I felt as if I was leaping into an abyss, was not sure of anything and did not know what to do. I just had to go on. By the time I reached the transit place and boarded my second flight, I was even struggling to breathe. I could not sleep during the whole journey. When I reached the airport, the previous full-timer was there to pick me up. He took me to my university, which was another three hours journey from the airport. On the way, he told me about the place and how I needed to be extremely cautious, alert, smart and tactful in dealing with everything around. My heart sank all the more as I didn't seem to have any of the above qualities. The third day, I was all by myself in the campus that almost felt like a concentration camp with no leaves on the trees and no sun. I started crying as I felt that it was the end of my life, more because of my medical condition. I felt that if something happened, there would be no one around to inform our elders and that would be the end. In fact, due to my lack of awareness about the exact situation, I was extremely paranoid. But I am grateful for those emotions, as it was necessary for my spiritual and emotional growth. I was so fearful that I wondered if I would survive even for a week or more. I again cried and said to the Lord, 
I am such a horrible Christian, unable to live even this small part of my life for you. How can I say that I love you when I find it so difficult to give my life to you, who gave even the last drop of your blood for me? I don't have the courage or the heart. But then I realized that I could not imagine a life without Jesus, could not even breathe without him. Surely, I don't have the courage and perhaps I have never had, but it is definitely better to die according to his will than to live according to mine. Even as I write this, I don't know if I still have the courage to face death for faith, for I have not yet faced it, but this acceptance took a long time for me. It broke me from inside every time I went to church, especially on Easter that year. All I did and really struggled to do was to surrender myself to God's will. I just had to look to Him in faith and He would give me the courage. God became very real to me. I could feel His love and presence even more deeply. Somehow the situations and experiences were such that I lost my trust in human securities and grew in my trust in divine providence. The Lord was teaching me every day through various incidences and was molding me and forming me as he still continues to do so. The initial four months were the toughest. They were cold and I would spend nights shivering as there were no heater in my room. The toughest part was to stay alone in the room for about two months for due to various reasons, I was unable to move out and travel. But even in those lonely moments, I could find great peace and joy in the Lord and it surprised me to feel that way. There were also times when I was broken emotionally. The Lord helped me to break away and refocus on how I looked at things around me. The toughest lesson was, and still is, being faithful in small things. If at all there had been tough times, they were in no way struggles or sacrifices, but only opportunities for me to live my faith. The Ministry The Catholic youth at my mission place were very active, and it's commendable to see the way they live and express their faith. The students would gather together every night for an hour of prayer. No matter how cold it was, they would go and stand and pray for an hour. Every Sunday, the students would go in different groups at different times for Mass, for which one had to travel 40 minutes by bus and then walk about a kilometre and a half. Initially, I would go and join them in prayer group and attend the church activities on Sundays and make friends with them. At times, I would also go to other universities. Slowly, with one of my friends' help, I was able to get a local participant for the next full-timers training. By June, we started a small JY prayer group and we would gather at least once in a month and spend a day together in prayer and fellowship. By the month of August, I started to travel to two other cities and made contacts. These were villages and I had my own struggles staying there. But it was a wonderful experience for life. Slowly, we started preparations and intercession for a seven-day DTP discipleship training program in one of the dioceses. I would go to the diocesan center almost once in two weeks in order to improve our relations with them and also help in a 100-day program for girls that they were already having. 
Often youngsters would come to share their personal problems, spiritual, life, family, etc. Through all these, God helped me to share more about His love and grace. By the end of November 2013, we were able to have DTP training for over 50 youngsters and could find possible candidates for the next full-timers training. Many of them had a great experience and were moved. It was indeed a blessing. My mission journey has been more of a transformation experience for me than for the people to whom I shared the good news.